As it turns out, God is not above orchestrating a spectacle. God is not afraid of flourish and display of color and sound, of instigating pizzazz. Let me count the ways. A covenant in the form of an iridescent rainbow arching across an azure sky. A blazing bush that is not consumed. A plague of frogs, thick and sticky. Flaky disks of mana from heaven. Fiery prophets hurling sharp, well-aimed words. Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt. Don't look back. A bright star in the east pointing the way, a babe in a stable. A full-on solar eclipse as Jesus breathes his last. God, it appears, favors a little well-timed razzle-dazzle now and again for the purpose of getting our attention, turning us from ourselves toward each other and toward the moral imaginations to which God calls us, for which God designed us. Pentecost. Pentecost is just such a display of razzle-dazzle. Pentecost is a microburst of wind, fire, speech, and understanding. It causes a commotion, turns heads, inspires a hullabaloo, a thronging and flocking of Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and Libya, not to mention Romans, Cretans, and Arabs. Which is to say, the Pentecostal microburst causes a stir and incites a great gathering, a curious throng of foreigners and locals. It's an event. Pentecost is a wonderment. The day of Pentecost didn't start that way. No, it, it started out unobtrusively, indoors and insular. Just the followers of Jesus, Galileans, family really, neighbors, gathered for a Jewish holiday. Gathered for some praying and eating and storytelling. It begins indoors and insular, but it explodes, expands, and spills over and out into the streets, into the city, into the view and the hearing of, well, pretty much everybody. And the crowds that gather all those Parthians and Medes and Elamites, etc. It is reported that as they encounter this windy, fiery, speechifying hullabaloo, they are bewildered, amazed, astonished, and perplexed. At what? Well, these Cappadocians and Phrygians and Pamphylians, etc., all speak different languages and dialects, yet in this microburst, they all understand the Galileans who are speaking their own native language, a Galilean dialect of Aramaic. This eruption, this noisy, fiery, windy outburst is a linguistic breakthrough, a revolution of understanding of cross-cultural, interreligious comprehension. Pentecost, was an event, a happening, 
It was a crowd-drawing, jaw-dropping, eye-popping, neck-craning, head-cocking spectacle. The Christian Church born that day was born in a spectacle. God is not above a little attention-getting. Certainly not for its own sake, not for the sake of razzle-dazzle. No, God employs spectacle for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of love, for the sake of communication and comprehension, for the sake of surprising and delighting us with gospel. Across the centuries, Old South Church has adopted and sought to mimic such divine attention-getting, head-turning tactics, also for the sake of a greater message and meaning. For instance, throwing open the doors to the meeting house and turning it into a recruiting station for the Union Army, thus declaring to all the world whose side we were on. Draping the pulpit in black mourning felt in the wake of Abraham Lincoln's assassination hauling a great bell, a 2,000-pound noisemaker, 240 feet up into the tower to serve as our outdoor voice, pealing and tolling. Bill Adams and Kay Davis planting themselves outside the front door with sides reading, free hugs here. Indeed, the banners and flags and signs we design and display outside are meant to do the same. Create a stir, provoke thought, send a message. Jesus didn't turn people away, neither do we. Love your Muslim neighbor as yourself. Black lives matter. Climate justice is racial justice. Colorful, bold, head-turning, attention-getting, provocative for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of proclaiming and invoking nothing less than the love and justice of Jesus. The love and justice of Jesus for which we stand. I was in front of the church the other day soaking in the warm sun when two women, early 20s, walked by. They paused before our rainbow-colored Be the Church sign. It reads, Be the Church. Love God, embrace diversity, fight climate change, forgive often, reject racism, empower the powerless, share earthly and spiritual resources, enjoy this life. Having read the sign, the two young women looked at each other, eyes wide, and said in unison, I'd go to that church. That sign is Pentecostal. It provokes surprise and delight, sometimes anger and dismissal. It is colorful and connective and stimulating. It conveys news, good news, gospel. And it isn't what is expected of, quote, religious people in an old stone building. It is spirited, relational, prophetic, communicative, full of hope and grace and truth-telling. The Marathon Scarf Project Oh, that was Pentecostal. The annual blessing of the marathon athletes, that is Pentecostal. The recent installation of peace cranes, Pentecostal. Our traveling soup kitchens, Pentecostal. 
as are our blooming gardens, our occasional outdoor worship services, and our annual promenade to the statue of Phyllis Wheatley bearing signs as we do, wishing her a happy birthday from her church family. Like the Galilean followers of Jesus, who gathered on Pentecost, we too most often gather indoors for our praying and eating, our storytelling and our visiting. We gather as family. That is as it should be. But unless and until what we do together in here spills out and over into the streets of Boston and into the wide world and seeps out into the internet and social media, unless and until what we do here spills outside, we are not the Pentecostal people God devised two centuries ago on the day of Pentecost. To be that Pentecostal people, we need your help. We produce a lot of material, Pentecostal postings on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We need your help in amplifying our message, spilling it out to proclaim to all the world the news of our wide open door, our roomy theology, our God is more grace than judgment theology, our anti-hierarchical, anti-patriarchal priesthood of all believers theology, our embrace of science, our emphasis on incarnating the love and justice of Jesus here and now in this world and leaving heaven up to God. This church's generous, grace-filled theology is a too well-kept secret. We need your help, everyone's help, to cause a stir, turn heads, rouse the public to the God we have encountered in sacred text and living story. God is not above orchestrating some well-timed pizzazz. God is not afraid of flourish and display, of color and sound, of attention-getting spectacle. Indeed, God uses these to great effect, and so should we. So, if you believe in the promise of such Pentecostal spectacles, then support us, pray for us, Volunteer with us, join us, and use your thumbs to post and spread the news, the great good news, the spectacular, colorful, surprising, head-turning, jaw-dropping gospel news of the love and justice of Jesus. Will you join us? Do you dare? Happy Pentecost, Church. <laughs>